Good afternoon. You are tuned to XL Radio. My name is Baby Zan, and I'll be with you for the next hour. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. XL Radio is a weekly podcast where we talk about musical practice and cultural heritage with artists from all around the world. This week, I have the absolute pleasure of inviting Mindy Mengwang onto the podcast to talk about her musical practice and history. You are currently listening to one of her tracks, a collaboration between her and artist Fia Fiel. this weekend is pretty good for me like yeah I feel like everything is getting back to normal to start Mindy and I had a chat about what she's been up to during COVID-19 during these times of isolation and quarantine 
I've been working on and doing more planning.、Uh, I do play music at home, but I,、um, I haven't really. Well, of course, the performance part is completely gone. And、um, but I managed to start some new projects. We're talking about the performance already. Perhaps it will happen in the end of the year or beginning of the next year, hopefully. And very, I mean, very optimistic about it. One of the projects、um, is actually inspired by this special time. I、um, when I heard a lot of stories about how people deal with their life during coronavirus, I had a thought of because、uh, I hear a lot of stories. I could read stories in Chinese,、um, and and like you know, I actually read a lot of stories about people's. Uh, journals or diaries、um, in Wuhan, how they actually, you know, even deal with day-to-day life. Some of them are quite heavy, but some of them are quite uplifting. So I thought, like,、mm, this is、uh, something that a lot of other people couldn't get access to if they live in Australia. So、mm. I had this idea of composed music with. Um, those stories, like going to interview some people from there and from Australia, and choose six stories、um, to compose music for those stories, and then、um, at the performance, I would actually、um, play the interview or video of uh, uh, each stories that how, and then the music will be performed. After the storytelling part, so I think that will give people a better idea of like a, how we can understand each other better by this. So、um, I want to show that, like you know, the different stories, the diversity in every you know personality, every human being, every、uh, culture or、uh, different context. So I sort of like I want to get a full view of the、uh, of people's life,、um, and I hope the audience when they come to see the final.、Uh, Final show, it will border their、um, pre- like view of all and make them understand other people better. It's kind of like I just hope with this we could have、um, kind of like break the barrier between people. You know, sometimes、um, we are living in Australia. We have the privilege of having like a, you know, actually we have a, a lot of resource and we're. Kind of a like in a much safer place in this pandemic、um, compared with a, a lot of other countries. So I thought, okay, we even though we are in the good situation, we're lucky. We shouldn't forget that there's other places that people have to fight、uh, more with the virus. And it, you know, after all, we're all same. Like it, 
we really should consider ourselves lucky to be in Australia, I think. Well, I think that's a good segue anyway to talk about, yeah, your experiences um, as a Chinese-Australian musician. Yeah, it's a, um, I have to say, it's very different um, to be a Chinese, um, well, Australian-Chinese uh, musician and composer um, in my industry because there are there are actually not so many people like me in the entire industry here. So I often find myself to be one of the, the like many institutions, the only one in, in some of the events. Mm. Actually, well, we have a, in, a, in the industry or in the music, we have a lot of Australian Chinese, but um, most of them, they, they were actually, uh, they were born here. Uh, not like me, which I I'm kind of like a so new to Australia compared with them. I've only been here for like a, mm, let's say in this industry like five five six years. Yeah. Um, and then I actually grew up in China and I was educated there until um, sixteen seventeen, and then um, I spent so many years in London and England, you know, different uh, cities that I lived there, um, then finally came to Australia. So um, my experience is actually quite diverse, my life, you know, and that influenced a lot of my um, music and uh, um, just really dramatically. So I think because my... Um, the way the where my you know the the way my life mapped out it, it actually um, brings something quite different into my creative uh, journey. Like yeah, usually you know think about it. Um, well, because the instrument I'm playing, my main instrument called Gu Zheng, which is a Chinese harp, has twenty one strings. Mm-hmm. Um, this instrument has 2,000, more than 2,500 years of history. And when I was trained on this instrument, since I was, well, six or some very young age, we, it's very different from what, how you learn music in the Western um, system. We actually, it's my, my teacher, she, 
always say one thing. She said, "Before I teach you to play music, I have to teach you how to be a good human being." <laughs> so it's like, you know, you actually having a class with music and then ancient stories, and sometimes the、uh, even quite philosophy things into the whole training.、Um, And then、um, I guess you know think about having those kind of education for ten years and a discipline as well. Like you know,、uh, she would used to tell me you have to practice for hour and a half or two hours every day. And、um, as a student, like a you know, I have to. Well, in China, you you really study a lot. You have always have a lot of homework from school,、mm. and then every night I'll be like. So tired, but、mm. I still couldn't go to sleep until I finished my practice,、um, and there was no time for me to go out and play because I have the practice to do always. So it, it's, I think the whole education of that, like being China, completely in this traditional、uh, way of learning, and it, the engagement with my instrument,、um, the deep engagement. From this instrument and the culture since I was really young, really shaped how I feel about music. Yeah, yeah, which is quite restrained actually in a way. Compare was later when I actually went to England and yeah, where I what was、studied. the transition like going from learning? Because I understand like the when I've studied the Chinese orchestra, they have a completely different notation system. Oh, yeah. Did you find、That's、going、really、to university? It's based on the numbers. So when、yeah. people look at our school, they think we're doing mathematics or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's based on the the distance between notes, rather than the actual note of where it it is. You know, compared with the Western notation, so you're always kind of like calculating the distance、uh, from the top. Like if you major in、um, D, you always or major C, you always co- compare like counting the distance of every other notes to this C. That's how they notate. That's a, why it made us so difficult for me when I first went to England to study Western music and composition because everything is based on completely different system. Yeah, I was. It was very hard at the beginning that I have to change the whole way of thinking. Did you study music in London? Well, actually, I started music in、uh, a city called Newcastle upon Tyne. Was very strong on、uh, folk music and the more、uh, like traditional music and a classic, classical.、Uh, actually, I think folk is one of the strongest. They're strongest in in、um, England. And I back then I thought my music because it's very ethnic. And、um, uh, so I thought that would be the best place where they can,、um, I can it kind of like a start to learn Western music because、uh, British、uh, folk music has a lot similarity to share with Eastern classic, like all the pentatonic, all the.、Um, The way they would have a pattern and it's just repeating,、mm-hmm. and so all this is、uh, something you would say you would 
recognized in the Eastern music system as well. So um, I guess that's one of the reasons I chose to study there, to start my Western music journey. Yeah. yeah. What made you want to start on the Western music journey? Because I feel like that's a very, yeah, it's a very big move, to, I think, to leave your hometown. Oh, it's huge. The move was, uh, the reason is my mom. <laughs> she wants me, She, you know, like, I think it's um, her curiosity. Well, the way of getting rid of me, I guess. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, she's like, oh, yeah, you should go. It, it will be nice. And I was like, okay, I've never been... Well, she has never been to England, right? So it's like in her mind is like all the you know the movies, or whatever she watched, and she's perfect. It's perfect in her mind. And then guess what? I went there, and it's not like a, the movies. <laughs> the real life is very different there. Yeah. So, how did you find the reality change from your expectation, or I guess your mother's expectation? Yeah, I had to know. I actually literally had had an expectation but she was before I left she was saying oh you should go this is gonna be fun and you're gonna have like it's life-changing well, well she was right it is life-changing um but it was much tougher than I thought it would be um I guess you know before you left China you would think oh you know I'm playing such a beautiful instrument I'm really good with what I'm doing people will love it but guess what mm. people doesn't love things that actually they don't even know what it is so basically mm. I actually you know I, I thought people would be naturally really into what I'm doing but it, um, they're not at all
through years of study, I understand you know the difference between Chinese music and Western music.、Um, the Western Chinese music are very narrative, and the, it's more melodic. So it's always telling you a story or describing a picture in your mind.、Um, like one of the most famous song called "A High Mountain Flowing Water." Uh, which literally actually divided the piece in two part. One is more like you have a lot very low notes and like him、um, describing how beautiful it is in the mountain, and then you can see the echo, you know, trees. And then the second part is completely going with this flowing water song、mm-hmm. um, to tell you like and it describing the beautiful scenery of the water, like at the river and. Everything. Whereas in Western music, you wouldn't have a such literal, literal way to express. Yeah.、Um, and uh, and also Chinese music. There. Well, I think Western music expanded in different ways. Um, you have chords, so it's very broad. Chinese music is like a a very long and soft, delicate. Melody, so kind of like the dimensions quite different.、Mm. Um, yeah, that's why it's a challenging for the audience who is not used to appreciate music in in those shape, and they it's difficult for them to get into Chinese music, especially traditional music, without a context. Yeah, so, when you are taught. A piece in traditional like Chinese instrumentation. Are you taught the narrative, and the story beforehand? Yeah, and often like you know a lot, especially if you're playing a ancient or traditional, like let's say classical piece, it's linked with stories and poems. So we will have to. I was lucky enough. I was saying like I actually learned this instrument in a very very traditional way. So I actually have to learn all the、um, literature connected with the each piece I'm playing. I think that's a blessing actually, because now when they teach this instrument in China, like they they're very standard. You just go and learn the piece, and there's not much about learning the culture. Mm. How do you feel taking、yeah. that into a Western context where you're playing a piece that has such meaning and narrative, but potentially your audience either doesn't know what's going on, or like you said before, there's a lack of interest, maybe because they're not sure of the background. Yeah. Well, I actually now what I do is because I I don't really play traditional all the time. I do a lot of contemporary stuff now, but I, when I whenever I play traditional pieces, I always. Tell them the story and give some background.、Um, well, you know, even now, like whenever I perform, the people would, most people would say, "I've never seen that instrument before," so I have to start with introduce the instrument and then give a very brief,、um, well, introduction of、uh, the piece I'm playing, and the background story definitely helped a lot. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so the, I think I find the audience actually received really, really well when I actually tell them the stories. Yeah, and how did you? How have you found your experience in being a performer coming to Australia and starting up again here? Hmm. I guess it's 
easier because I've already done that in other Western country like England. Um, you know, it's easier, but it wasn't. E- it's it was faster, but it wasn't easy. Let's put it that way. I still remember like the last gig I did before, like the last big gig I did before I left England. Mm. Was playing with the band that was Gorillas in the arena. I know we have like eight shows a week. Like I think the seats was like two thousand seats, and then that I, that's like you know my wrap up of my life there. And I came here, mm. and I want to work, but I don't know how to start. I had experience like I went to venues, and I was saying like I I, I want to play some music even for free for audience. I thought that's a way of you know just getting connected with people here, and they refused me. Mm. <laughs> Whereas then later on, this you know university actually invited me back, um, look to do a concert, and also I was you know when I first came here, it just like people just know what you do. It takes time to actually introduce myself into this arts industry. Yeah. Yeah, and, and such an incredibly brave thing to do. I can't even imagine what it would feel like going in, but yeah, putting yourself on the line and being like, I'll play for free. You don't know who I am. You probably don't know this instrument. It's, um, it is challenging, but actually, I think one of them, deep inside, you know, what my passion is, I am passionate about the Chinese culture, mm-hmm. especially the... Um, the depths of what the ancient literature, music, and painting, all this. And if I want to share with people that I want to give, you know, like I want to use my music to share all these things with the audience, like in Australia.
because you know I don't somehow I feel like oh you know like there's such a beautiful thing there and I just want every everyone be able to see it and it, but what I learned now is like when you're introducing this you need to do it in small steps because uh, um, well something might be easy to understand for me or for people who have the knowledge but for people who just starting to get to know this you kind of like need to do it like daily steps um, that's why um, I've been doing a lot of collaboration with the local artists collaborating with those contemporary artists it actually gave it, we produced a lot of music that actually a bit easier for the people who hasn't have many background knowledge of, of this kind of music and a kind of instrument mm-hmm. um, yeah and I actually um, I think one of the most exciting thing about my music is I'm always trying to do the things new things that people have never done before I do like complete experimental music on this instrument where you know like a um, when people think about compare, like prepared piano, I actually have a prepared guzheng, which uh, you wouldn't say this is a crazy way to play this. If you tell any Chinese, you know, prepared guzheng, um, then I would do like very minimalism, contemporary, like a post, even post contempt, uh, contemporary style um, piece on. Um, this instrument which is also have I don't think other people do that mm. and all even jazz jazz is uh, very I don't think people like you know people actually tried to like I would have changed the completely tuning and I would actually um, really go into this cause and everything with this instrument or then I have like you know I play some like pop and and I play with electronic yeah. music as well so all this actually in the past or for people who has never tried it they would think oh it's probably gonna destroy the essence of this musical instrument but uh, what I find you know I always tell people is think about piano nobody said so tells you you can only play classical western mm-hmm. classical on it um you can play anything you have a as a player you have freedom and a, on this instrument on guzheng i think it should be sing although the tuning which is on pentatonic is terribly limiting your you know if you don't <laughs> you don't know how to kind of like a go beyond that is you're very limited you have only five notes in every octave com- mm. compared with 12 that shouldn't stop you from trying to play all sort of different other genres and uh, styles i always want to tell people just consider it as a a tool and the music is actually your language so how can you speak your language better with your tool how can you have a more freedom? That's something like I actually been doing for last, I'm like five, 10 years, you know, to actually just break the rules and just go to the territory that hasn't been conquered before, you know, mm. something like that. Yeah. 
Yeah. How have you found kind of maintaining that connection with your cultural heritage and your instrument while continuously collaborating with um, other genres and instruments. Yeah, how have you found mm. the community experience in like constantly bending those barriers between the two? I think it, it actually it helps me to maintain the and understand the traditional music better. See, mm. if I never get out of for you know from the traditional Chinese uh, style. I would never really understand in the full depth. It really helped me. It's just like when you stand in one spot, you don't, you can only see it when you're in there. But when you step out, you actually see a, a bigger perspective of where the traditional music sits. Mm. And I do think, and also I don't think you lose it. I think you gain, and you can actually bring into other genre as well. For example, um, oh, two or three years ago, I started a project called uh, the Silk Road Project because I was actually born in a city called Lanzhou in Gansu province, which is a very important spot in the ancient Silk Road. That's where people actually gathering, exchange goods, and then the Chinese part of the business group, they will, the trading route, they will go straight to the uh, Xi'an, Chang'an, which was capital at the time. Whereas the other uh, trading groups, like from India, the, after trading, they were all from Persia, ancient Persia, they will go back from there. So um, for southern years, this spot became a, a mixed spot with culture, like, and religion, food, and everything. So since I was young, my father was a historian as well, so I had a lot of education about history, especially about this spot. So I, when I want to tell these stories to my um, audience in the West, what do I do? I, um, I have to think about a way that I speak a language they understand. So in that piece, um, I had... Um, I actually use a lot of Western musical instrument, uh, like trombone, uh, violin, Western percussion, and you know, like a double bass. So it's basically it more like you know you would go for the jazz. In that piece, I also put a lot of, like an influence from like a traditional court music, for example. Like a, what would it be? You would hear. In, in the capital, in the ancient capital of China, that mm. formal music. And then, then I would put more poetic melody in there to, to really demonstrate what's the... Then I would put a, the um, local operas influenced on percussion. And I would put um, like religious music because this is a, where the religion was, you know, kind of like booming back then as well. But all this element is on the context and structure of Western jazz. I remember a lot of people told me like, it's, no matter which cultural background you're from, the, the comment is all about like, I've never heard music like this before. <laughs> and uh, it's like you find it's familiar, but it's so different. Yeah, that, that's another 
way over how I actually keep my heritage and the culture, but putting the new element in there to experiment on in completely different uh, areas. Music is, um, is well, it became part of, a, I, I guess it, it is part of my life and my music shows people how I want to live in, how I want to be no barrier and free and to be able to go any direction and enjoying with all this with everyone not like a, not only you know if you share the same cultural background i want to enjoy music with the, the with people who have never seen it before never heard of that before and the people who actually know a lot about that This is Cocoon is actually the first development of the Silk Road project, and which is uh, I'm actually uh, in this part I'm look more looking back to the past, whereas the later on the in the trilogy um, we have another piece more about the present and one more about the future. The first uh, I started with the bring people back to those like this land, desert, and use a lot of local. Uh, tuning of like uh, scales, which is uh, quite uh, unusual from uh, tra well traditional Chinese um, scales, because also where I came from, it's uh, we have a lots of ethnic groups living there, so they all have their own music styles, and they in, there's music actually influenced a lot, you know, music from of where I came from. Um, it's also connected with the history of the Silk Road as well. Think about it back then, not all, well, not only the, the trading was going on, but uh, of the goods, but, but the trading of the culture going it's going on as well. So you, we have a, uh, you can hear the influence of the Indian music or you know the Persian or even European, like a lot, like very Turkish sounding mm. instrument and music as well in, in that 
uh, area, which also kind of married with local music. The first when I started, I, I um, bring all this uh, flavor of my local music scales into uh, the piece. And, and of course, I'm on Guzhong. Hmm. I had to have two because they're really in completely different experimental scales and one is prepared Guzhong. You were playing two. <laughs> Yeah, I was too. <laughs> this last track we are currently listening to is her track Cocoon. You can find the track list in the episode description as well as links to Mindy's Instagram and Facebook and where you can listen to her music. I'd like to thank Mindy again for having such an incredible conversation and providing such incredible music and sharing her story both with me and everyone in the audience. This is XL Radio. My name is Baby Zan, and I will see you next week.